It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is July 24th, 2018. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. And as always, it's great to be with you. Appreciate that, Bill. You know, Bill always has some good uh, news articles, and today uh, also some good ones. Now, we do have uh, about a year and a half ago, I believe it was, we we interviewed a um, uh, a veterans' home out in California. In fact, one of the largest, and they're not they're not going to be reopening. So, Bill, tell us a little bit about what's going on there. Well, specifically, Gary, there's a portion there that's not going to. Uh, continue their services. You might recall back in uh, March of last year, there was a, a terrible uh, tragedy there at right. uh, what's called a pathway house or mm-hmm. pathway home. Mm-hmm. And they suspended their operation there after uh, a former client uh, shot the uh, executive director and two clinicians. And uh, this is an area where the, um, a mental health program was available, uh, of which this person was a, a part of, and they temporarily shut the operation down, uh, trying to decide what would happen. Now, Gary, as you know, uh, this location on the grounds of that uh, veteran's home in the Yountville, uh, uh, California, wine country, it's, it's uh, uh, known, it's a, a very beautiful and pitch, pitch, picturesque location. I've personally visited there. So um, uh, it's unfortunate then that they're not going to be continuing those uh, services. Now, this was a, 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 a step-by-step uh, program uh, which the board had operated, and uh, what they're trying to do is uh, uh, have organizations around the country to replicate the model, such as successfully aiding traumatized soldiers struggling to rejoin a civilian life. The board also hopes to work with rotary clubs like the one uh, in Yonville, whose members embrace local veterans and provided them a support network in addition to community uh, interaction. You know, it's 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 very unfortunate when when we lose a service like this, uh, dealing with mental health, uh, and 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 it uh, it happens in such a way where there's a tragic end uh, with these individuals who lost their lives. And I think there were a couple of those, Gary, who were about to retire, and it just uh, it's just an awful situation. So we're hoping that. Uh, uh, some of these organizations around the country will pick up on the model that uh, was being uh, presented at the Pathway Home at the uh, Veterans Home in Yountville. All right, and this was something that did work, and too bad it didn't, uh, you know, help. Especially thinking about closing its doors. Um, also, we've been also about a year and a half ago, I think it was, uh, Bill, that we we met Andre Rush. He was actually um, uh, Obama's personal chef out of the White House, and and uh, he's now on social media. So tell us a little bit what's going on there. Well, uh, Andre is uh, is uh, is a real interesting person. He's a 23-year uh, veteran uh, with service in the, in the United States Army, and as you mentioned, uh, he was a part of the uh, the uh, White House kitchen staff. He's had the uh, honor of uh, of uh, uh, serving meals or preparing meals for uh, top military brass, U.S. presidents, foreign dignitaries, 
And even the Queen of England, uh, who uh, has had an opportunity to enjoy some of his cooking. Uh, the deal with Andre is that uh, he lost uh, a good friend of his. He calls his mentee a Sergeant uh, Wesley Durden uh, uh, as a result of his mental health condition, and uh, he took his life by way of suicide. So Andre is uh, in the business of cooking and preparing uh, food for mental good good mental health uh, uh, among our, our veterans. Now, since you know we we started out with 22 veterans a day uh, uh, committing suicide, Andre, who is a bodybuilder, he's known for his 24-inch biceps. <laughs> Uh, and so what he does each day, his routine is that he does 2,222 push-ups per day uh, in recognition of the concern for suicides among our men and women who've served the country. Uh, you've seen this guy. Uh, he, he's just unbelievable. He's He's got his... Uh, um, uh, YouTube's all over the place now, and, and he's challenging everyone to uh, uh, even arm Indian wrestle with him. And uh, to have a 24-inch bicep, that's something else. And as far as the 2,000 push-ups, is that push-ups or sit-ups? Yes, yes. Well, I 2,222 each day. <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> well, thank you for the news uh, stories there. Uh, Bill, and uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Well, Gary, it's an honor today that we introduce uh, our returning and previous guest, Bruce Bronson, who is the president of Trilogy Integrated Resources. Now, Bruce has a long and exceptional career in the health and social service arena. Bruce was a county mental health program director and then served as a county supervisor for eight years as the lead for all health and human services programs. Bruce was a member of the California State Legislature for 10 years and chairman of the Health Committee and the Select Committee on Mental Health. Bruce authored more than 100 major pieces of legislation, including the first parity bill in the nation along with major efforts in aging and long-term care, health, mental health, disabilities, and kids at risk. Bruce was honored numerous times for his work in health and social services, including receiving the first former Senator Jacob Javits Award in New York for advancing the cause of mental health. Bruce... Welcome again to the American Heroes Network. Welcome. Well, thank you, Bill. I, I, I'm, I'm tired just hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you, Bruce. <laughs> I need to take a nap. <laughs> That's right. Oh, That's right. it's good to hear your voice, Bill. Uh, you're, you're one of my heroes. And Gary, uh, again, it's an honor to be on this show. This is this, such good work for veterans. And I just really admire all that, that you, both of you have done. Well, I appreciate it, Bruce, and, and welcome back to the American Heroes Network. Now, Bruce, can you give us a, just some brief info on the network of care and trilogy integrated resources and how long it's been around? Sure. Um, when I left the the legislature in California, I, uh, I retired and, and went to work for the University of California Medical School. And uh, after a while, um, my friends at the state uh, talked with me about the idea of figuring out a better way to let people know about available services. Uh, in, our, in our system, and particularly in this country, it's, it's, it's very fragmented in the terms of how things are funded. There are programs funded by the federal government, by the state government, local, grassroots, community-based, on and on. And they're all different. They're all different funding sources, so they develop their own little, 
you know, arenas or fiefdoms or however you want to look at it. And, and there's very little that ties them together. And often there's no information for the public that ties them together. So if you're just a general member of the public and let's say your, your mother has Alzheimer's or, or whatever, it's hard to know where to go uh, and then where to go next and so on because we're not organized that way to have a comprehensive set of information uh, that's easy to work around this fragmented system. So uh, it, it, here in California, uh, we had a big powwow saying, is there something that we could do that's different from what we've done before? And so I got an assignment to work with one county, uh, Alameda County, where Oakland is here in California. And uh, we had a group of, uh, a community group to help kind of try to think through this. And we came up with uh, uh, an idea. This funny new thing called the Internet, this is 20 years ago, uh, was you know, starting to explode. And, and I noticed that there were, uh, I had a, I, I witnessed a lecture once by a, a corporation showing how they used the, the Internet. And the, the corporate world was using things called virtual networks, which I'd never heard of. I'm really not a technology person. Uh, and, but what these virtual networks were, or a place like, say, DuPont uh, Corporation has 40-some uh, sites around North America, and they could go on the Internet and set up a place where the information for all 40, all of their sites around the world could be held and updated in real time for all of them. And... Uh, software applications can flow through that little that spot on the internet, so that they could do things. They could have functionality uh, in relating to each other. Well, when I saw this little this lecture, I, I it just I thought it was amazing. I mean, nothing like that had ever been possible in in human history. It was only the internet that al allowed that kind of thing to take place. So. What I thought is, what if we did something sort of similar to that? <clears throat> there were, of course, websites all over the Internet, but what if we did something a little bit more than that and created a virtual network that was for the public and free to the public that could be uh, sponsored by a county or a state? And what, what would happen in that spot is we'd collect all of the information about all services and programs, uh, regardless of how they were funded so that it was sort of neutral in that regard. It was just a hub in the middle where anyone could easily find everything without worrying about what, you know, what uh, feastum it happened to, to sit in. So we, we started the work. Uh, the county and the state thought it was an intriguing idea, we, and we got a fairly significant grant from the state, $2.5 million to build, to, to build one of these. And uh, the group that we had... Um, uh, it was interesting watching the process because as we were figuring out how to pull all of the data in from all of the different sources so that you'd have one search engine for all services and programs, as we were doing that, someone said, well, you know what, we probably should have a knowledge base too. In other words, in addition to finding programs and services, it'd be good for people to have knowledge. Like what, what is the latest that we know about various conditions or what is the latest that we know about medications and, and so forth and so on. A knowledge base, a huge up-to-date library that like the service directory could be maintained continuously uh, for the people to use. And then later someone else said, you know, if that's the case, then well, why don't we go a little further? Why don't we have advocacy for people to understand what's going on in the legislative halls, what proposals are, are happening, and, and how to advocate, how to let their representatives know more easily uh, what, how they feel uh, and what they need. And then someone else said, you know, it would be great if we do, could have news regularly, every single day, fresh news. That, that didn't exist anywhere in the country for, for social services. So to make a long story short, the, the basic uh, goal became, began, became, became, let's have everything. Let's, have, let's try to have everything that people need or families need. So that's how this thing got started. And it's, it started in the, in the, the first, very, very, very first pilot 18 years ago was for aging and long-term care, frail elderly. And as it happened, I mentioned a, 
I mentioned as an example a moment ago that if you have a mother with Alzheimer's, you don't know where to go. I, it happened that in the middle of building this site for frail elderly, my mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and much of the caregiving fell to me. And I, uh, here I fancied myself as a smart guy in health from all the experience that I've had in government, uh, right up until the moment where I'm caring for my own mother, and I didn't feel very smart. I, I, I didn't know what to do. It was a very humbling kind of an experience. Uh, I didn't know where to start or to go next, and this is in my own hometown. Well, if that's the case for me, think of how daunting of a task that is for, for anybody uh, uh, to, to do that doesn't have much of a background in health and human services. And I share that little personal story because it motivated me and, and all, the, all the team that were working on this uh, to make this thing really work if, if we could. Well, we, we finished it uh, and we're you know, proud of it, but we didn't know if anybody would use it <laughs> because this is, was aimed, remember, 20 years ago, and it was aimed at the, uh, the elderly population. And uh, we were just completely amazed because it was used very heavily immediately, so much so that other counties around California, California has 58 counties, they all wanted this same thing. So we began to replicate it to different parts of the state, almost all of the states. But then what happened is, in addition to that, we had um, my friends at Mental Health were watching this program and, and said, you know, we need a separate one like that for mental health, uh, a new network of care for, for behavior health. And that was piloted in, um, in San Diego County. The state put some more money in, San Diego put some more money in, and we had a lot of the infrastructure present, but we were now dealing with a different subject area, so we're dealing with different content, different programs, and so on. So we built a new one, and that turned out to be, again, a huge success. It spread all over the country. Uh, it started to spread around the country rather quickly. And then to make that whole story short, we ended up at the request of counties or state building uh, six or seven more. So now we're in basically everything in human services, foster care, kids at risk, um, prisoners returning home from, uh, the, the, from, uh, the, from prison back to their communities, uh, and just a whole variety of them. But the mental health one was the biggest and most successful, and Maryland, the state of Maryland, was one of the first adopters to build it uh, in the state statewide for every single county. And what they did is they got a grant from a federal agency called SAMHSA, which is the, the federal arm for behavioral health and drug addiction. And uh, that grant they used to build the mental health site in every single county, and it was a huge success. It's still one of our best programs in the country is Maryland's mental health site. But then a little while later after that, uh, what happened was we got approached by a number of folks, uh, whether they be veterans or mental health directors, and people like our good friend Bill Forbes, to say, you know, that's all nice, but we, we really could use something special for vets because their, their, their needs are unique. We're, we're, we're entering a crisis situation where we're not responding properly, uh, and one of the key things is they don't know where to go. They, don't, they often are just kind of at a loss of what's available to them, could we build a new site that was for veterans? So uh, we decided it would be a marvelous project, and California and Maryland were the two states that wanted to kind of lead the way with that. And uh, Bill became our, our, our champion here in, in, in Maryland, and uh, we commenced to about, it was, I think it was about a year's worth of work, Bill, a year and a half, to build this, we worked closely with the Department of Defense. Uh, Maryland had the huge advantage um, of having so many people from Reserve Affairs and DOD uh, there, uh, living there, that we had this very rich group of, of um, advisors and people who were interested in the sites, and, along with uh, Bill and Bob Sharps and, and, and several others. A lot of the mental health people were very involved in Maryland. And we finally, uh, we finally finished this and launched it at a statewide event, and it was enormously successful. And <clears throat> what, what that ends up being, and we could go into the actual site a little bit later, but in general, it's an attempt 
to make it very easy for veterans and their families to find all services regardless of how they are funded, whether they're federal services from the federal VA or special federal programs or out of DOD or Reserve Affairs or state programs or county programs or just good uh, not-for-profit grassroots organizations, uh, all knowledge, uh, a huge knowledge base, news, announcements, all links throughout the country, advocacy, personal health records, and a whole variety of other things that uh, can be seen for free on a commercial-free site customized to every single county in the state of Maryland. And uh, it still is, I think, our best uh, statewide effort uh, in Maryland. And so we're, you know, we're always kind of excited. And in the last, this last year, we've been working on an update um, to it. The, uh, as technology changes, it's very important if you're in the web world to try to keep up with the technology changes because you always want to be, you know, kind of on top of that and uh, always trying to improve the user interface so that it makes it easier and easier and easier to, uh, for people to use the site. And um, that is going to be unveiled uh, with Bill. Uh, I think what we're aiming for October, aren't we, Bill, on that? <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So that is a, is a general background, and we now have about, I'm trying to think, it's maybe 450 of these county sites in 30 states around the country. We fly kind of below the radar. A lot of people have never heard of us, but they've heard of the sites because these are uh, creatures of the state or county that acquires them. So it's a service that they are providing. What we do is we just are in the background to build it and maintain it uh, uh, for them. All right. Now, again, what we're going to do, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bruce, with uh, Network of Care. And, Bill, you have a question. You probably know there's a tremendous hunger and desire to get information uh, in the veterans community. Uh, it's probably the greatest void throughout the community is uh, how to navigate the system. And the, uh, the network of care, uh, you know, from uh, my connection with that, has always been a comprehensive location where you can get information. And as you mentioned, starting at the, the local level uh, and the counties and at the state and at the national level. 
And uh, I know that the network of care has been in operation here in Maryland at least for 10 years. So what's new and uh, about the site now that you plan to, uh, to uh, release real soon, and how will that help things better for our men and women who serve the country? Okay, uh, good question, Bill. The, since we launched the site uh, in Maryland, we keep adding to it. In fact, we are constantly discovering new things. There may be new things in other parts of the country that are very cool, but uh, are, are just exist in one place. And so we asked them, hey, do you mind if we put this on everybody's, everybody's network of care site? And almost always the answer is yes. Or we discover just new things that we could get nationally, new new sources of information that would be helpful. Uh, we increase the, the 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 amount of content in the site as much as ten percent per year. So it's it's constantly growing. And since we've launched it in um, Maryland, uh, you know, we launched it there with a, a very comprehensive services directory. So you can search for services in your county. A by category very easily and quickly, and you could store that information in a personal health record. Uh, we have, we still have this huge library of information. It's one of the biggest libraries in the world, and it's uh, it's upgraded four times a year. And we had at the beginning legislative uh, advocacy and links. We have all assistive devices that have are made uh, in North America. Uh, news from around the country that's upgraded every single day, uh, because in uh, in Maryland you have a number of military installations. Like for example, in Anne Arundel County, we put the Fort Meade services because often some uh, people don't re- realize what they have at Fort Meade, and they have quite a few things. And so, we worked with the staff over there to organize that information and uh, make it a little easier to find on the network of care site. And we have announcements and a number of other things. But the newer things that we've added, uh, we have a special uh, button on the on the homepage that has all crisis intervention regardless of who does it. So with one click, you could see everything that has to do with crisis intervention and, and starting with the folks who will help you find the right thing. In other words, who will triage you to what you personally need the, the most. There's another one about that we've added about TRICARE, which of course is the medical insurance plan for active duty military. And again, a lot of folks just don't understand how it works. It can be confusing. So we try to make, make uh, simplify uh, the TRICARE system. We worked with the administrators of TRICARE in your area, and they were very, very helpful. We've also added housing. So in, in the housing component, we start with emergency housing. So what is available for homeless veterans and so on. And it's, it's one page of every single thing that has to do with housing and shelter for, for veterans and their families. We've added another one that we worked with the Department of Defense for quite some time. I, I was a bit surprised that DOD did not have a listing of all of their services by category, by county, for anywhere in the country. So it took us a while to figure it out because that information, uh, Bill and Gary, resides on 1,700 different websites. So we had to spend a lot of time trying to figure that out. And if, if it took us a lot of time to figure it out, imagine a soldier coming back from combat and she or he wouldn't know even where to begin. They don't even know there are 1,700 websites that contain this information. But uh, So it took us a while to get it. But once we got it, then we developed uh, to kind of an algorithm that can determine it for any county anywhere very quickly. Uh, we showed it to DOD, and they were a bit amazed. Uh, you can see on, on, again, just picking on Anne Arundel County, on their network of care site, all DOD and Reserve Affairs services by category in your county. Uh, and that's a very special uh, thing that doesn't exist anywhere else. We did the same thing for Veterans Affairs for both federal and state, so that with one click you could find all of that information uh, by county. We start with the Veteran Service Officer as 
uh, both of you know that often becomes, in many parts of the country, a very important person because it can help with uh, filing claims, and they often really do know their way around. Uh, but uh, amazingly enough, there are an awful lot of folks that, tra- that transition into becoming a, a formal veteran who have never heard that there's a veteran service officer that don't know it exists. So how you, how you find somebody that you don't know is there to begin with is beyond me. But we list that name first, the phone number and contact information, uh, so that they could at least get that individual just to help them navigate the system. Uh, we also added an employment uh, section, as, as you two well know, often uh, PTSD, for example, will manifest later. Uh, there are other issues uh, with family and so on that manifest often later. But, but many times you need a job right away. Uh, you've been gone. You, you left a job. And so you, how to get to work is important. So we established an important job search uh, section of the site that integrates uh, a number of job search engines, including those that have been developed uniquely in Maryland, and then one called Vet Jobs, which is a, ver- a very unique uh, organization that finds jobs that are reserved for veterans. So you can search by category in your county for jobs that are available right now today, reserved or at least prioritized for veterans. It's a marvelous use of, of social media. Um, Another couple things we've done that I think are, are very good. We, we, we happened onto information that is for agencies that work with, um, with veterans. And there, we have a couple things. One that I think is particularly interesting because there are a lot of agencies in uh, behavioral health or addiction or family support that want to help veterans in a given community, but they don't have their staff themselves don't have a military background. And so what we've learned around the country is that training in the military culture can be very helpful in making the the, the staff person or case manager or worker much more effective in being able to help an individual. If this is just a grassroots community-based organization and they want to help out, if they get training in military culture, they can be far more effective. And there was developed at the national level an excellent suite of of courses that can be deployed online to train people in military culture for the purpose of caring for veterans. And we put that on the site, and you could take it for free. Uh, anybody, any agency, anywhere can access this for free. So we've added a lot of things, Bill, and, and we just continue to add things. Whenever we see something that's really wonderful, we try to get our hands on it and put it on the site. Well, Bruce, uh, uh, for sure, uh, the network of care is a very user-friendly uh, uh, information piece that uh, can help. And this is what our men and women uh, need to know when they get back. Now, one thing that I think, uh, you know, since we got started here in Maryland and maybe across the country has been uh, the, the issue and concerns with opioids uh, which, uh, uh, you know, it's safe to say that a lot of our uh, men and women who serve, who have, uh, have had uh, some unfortunate uh, experiences with that also. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's on the, on the site now that uh, uh, it can assist and help in getting information as far as that's concerned. Well, that's a really good question because you're right. That's a... Um uh, a, 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 you know, it's, a, it's something that's the whole country is struggling with, and as you know, often what happens is somebody gets into that almost accidentally because they've been prescribed an opioid because of, as a pain medication for uh, an issue that they have, and yet you can get addicted. Uh, very, very quickly to op- op- opioids. Uh, as, as fast as anything in the world, opioids are extremely addictive, and then they're very, very hard to leave. I, I have a relative who is who is addicted to opioids, and uh, that th- it just seems impossible to break that. Uh, it's not impossible, but it just seems that way, and it's very, very difficult. So. Uh, 
and there's quite a few service members that have this issue. So you're you're right in bringing that up. So we, we began a while back to try to uh, uh, go to various sources around the country about first class information, and the first ones that we went to was Healthwise, which is. Uh, the, the biggest medical library in the world and, and probably the best, and we have a partnership with them, and they give us quite a bit of, 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 of our content information for the library. And so we now have a, a, a whole suite of articles about opioids themselves, about uh, r- rescuing children from opioid overdose, uh, opioid uh, use disorder and addictions, uh, the sale of long-acting op- opiates and what to uh, to do about it, uh, how to handle uh, the kinds of things to consider when you believe you are becoming addicted uh, to opioids, um, and and just a whole variety of first uh, first in class information that has been relatively recently added within the last year to the site, and we're working on more now because what we want to is to expand this, and we hope uh, this is completed. Uh, we hope, Bill, by the time we unveil the new site in Maryland, by the way, Maryland will be the place where we uh, unveil the new network of care, the 3.0, uh, if you will. But we hope to expand that into very specific strategies that, are, that include um, self-assessment tools, uh, specific suggestions about uh, how to proceed uh, as an individual if you believe that you're addicted, uh, and then how to tie that into the agencies in the local area so that it, it's a quicker, direct connection for that very specific issue. So we're, your, your question is very timely because it's one that we want to, to beef up and, uh, and make it much more usable to somebody who's, who's running into a problem. Gary? Definitely. Now, how can our listeners actually help uh, get this thing rolling? I've, I've been following it for probably uh, five years, and I'll tell you, the network of care has always been on uh, on the top. Uh, and and what I don't understand um, is how come this thing isn't in every state. Oh, right that's now. a good question. You know, uh, well, what's we, holding it back? You know, well. That, that's an excellent question. We are a uh, us, you know, trilogy. Are the, the guys quietly in the I shouldn't say guys, men and women quietly in the background. We're a relatively small operation, but what we do is build it and maintain it. The states uh, do uh, work like Bill has done for all this time, and Bob Sharp have done, and you have done, Gary, in getting the word out to people so that they know it's there to use. Uh, but we are, we, we don't, we have a very small operation in terms of, of outreach or sales or marketing. We're more the back office that prepares this and maintains it, and we're very, very good at that. Uh, but in terms of making sure everyone has it, that's a little bit different issue. So we, uh, when, when states hear about us or, um, they hear about us through other people who have it, or we're invited to be at a, uh, a, a convention uh, or something, and uh, or a national conference to show the work, and we show the work, and then someone comes up and says, gosh, you know, I wish we could have that. We are in a number of states, but it, it, it absolutely should be national. It shouldn't depend on whether it's a large state or a small state or urban or rural, every single soldier that comes back from war and, and every family member, and even if they were non-combat soldiers, every single person should have access to this kind of information easily, no matter where they live. And so we, we made a couple of attempts uh, that were not successful and to try to get Congress to fund this nationally. Uh, that hasn't worked out yet. So it does kind of depend on individual states and individual counties to do it. Uh, the mental health departments in the in various states and counties are very aggressive on it for the most part because if you think about it, they see and work with uh, so many of the behavioral health issues, so many of the issues for returning soldiers 
our behavior health related. And so the mental health directors are, are often the ones that, you know, see it very clearly and vividly on the, on the ground floor. But, um, it really kind of is up to the states or the individual counties to be interested in, and learn about this. And a program like this, Gary, is very valuable. I know you have a reach that's beyond uh, just Maryland, but it's, it's this kind of thing where people hear about it and realize, gosh, we should, we should have that too. Wow, that's true. Very, very true. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with a guest, Bruce, with the Network of Care. And, Bill, you have a question. Well, a, uh, a comment, uh, Gary. You know, Bruce, there's there's so many things that uh, that is, that's going on in in the veterans community, and 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 and, and, and along with the mental health portion, uh, I guess, uh, and, it, and it's, it's continuing to evolve. I I just brought to, to Gary's attention today about a uh, a situation with uh, disabled veterans who do. Uh, uh, tax refunds as a result of their combat injuries, uh, and it's um, a, a bill that was passed called the Combat Infant Injured Ve- Veterans Tax Fairness Act of 2016, and uh, that's something that's there, and it's uh, you know it's out there, but it's probably not going to be able to get the attention. So it's always nice when you can get a source to be available in like even entering on the uh, on the uh, network of care as a, as a location where you can get information about this uh, thing uh, such as that. Now, one of the things that's been really fascinating uh, for the entire time that I've been, uh, you know, uh, in contact with you, Bruce, is uh, the personal health record uh, portion of the site of where a person can actually store their health information there. Tell our listening audience uh, about that. Yes, Bill, it is a unique feature. Uh, so when you, when, you, when one, one goes to the site, uh, I should add that, you know, it's completely anonymous, the site itself. You don't have to leave any personal information to use it. It's free to use it. And it's uh, there's no barrier whatsoever to use it, and it's, of course it's commercial free as well. 
So someone is using the site and they and, and let's say they find a couple of services that are very important to them, they think are just perfect. Uh, maybe they find out information about a medication that they're taking. Uh, maybe they also find a, 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 an assisted device or uh, a support group. What do they do with that information? Well, often, if, if you know, what I do is I'll maybe write something on a Post-it and put it on a refrigerator <laughs> and lose it. Uh, so what we created is a way to store personal information, uh, I mean, not personal information, but personal choices of information off of the network care site into a secure place that only that individual can go back to and, uh, and keep so that they could keep the information about the services or the medications or uh, knowledge from the library or support groups in a secure online place. Now, when I say secure, I mean secure. This, this, we had to to build this personal health record. We had to get, um, we had to get certification from an international group that dealt with data conformity and security. So it's the, it's the the highest level of security you can get for this sort of thing. So a person can use it, and and their information remains private. But we also created it such that they could add information them themselves. They could add information about conditions or problems that they have or, um, or, or self-evaluations that they have taken or their doctor's contact information. They can add anything they want. And this becomes very, very valuable because the individual who creates this, let's say Bill creates one of these, and his best buddy is Gary, he can invite Gary, if he chooses, to come in and see something that's, if it's important to him, if he wants Gary's help or, or advice about it, uh, or your doctor or your loved one. So it becomes a, a very important tool where the information is kept pristine and completely accurate, can be retrieved anytime by the person, and can be shared if that person wishes to share it with, with someone else. The, one of the next steps is we're going to incorporate the blue button information by the federal VA, which means you could, once it's complete, uh, and it's not yet, but uh, once it is complete, a person can actually download their medical record information from the VA into the personal health record of the network of care. And that is also, is very important. I, I think both of you guys know how valuable that can be when you're trying to file a claim or you're trying to work with your own doctor uh, for for issues that you're dealing with. So, yeah, the, the personal health record is a very sophisticated part of the site and, and can be very useful. Well, that's very important, uh, uh, Bruce. And I, and I tell you, uh, having the, the opportunity to be able to pass this information to our men and women across the country, it's, uh, it, it's so important to them because... Uh, uh, the the, uh, the 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 vast uh, uh, lack of knowledge about what's going on is uh, tremendous, and uh, for our men and women who serve the country, uh, I think we ought to have the best for them in terms of being able to uh, recapture their lives and reintegrate back to uh, home and community in a very positive way and not have some of the negative experiences. So, you know, we will always uh, 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 want to uh, present information about the network of care on the American Heroes Network and uh, even in the local community because uh, there's still a lot of folks out there that don't know about it. Yes, and in fact, uh, Gary's question about uh, why isn't it everywhere in the country uh, right. There are places that it doesn't exist, and there are places that it exists, but they don't do a very good job of letting people know that it's there. And you guys do. Maryland is, a, is 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 very aggressive with this. But even then, I'm sure you can find people that don't know that it's there in Maryland because, you know, people turn over and uh, they have to keep reminding what that this resource is there. The, the thing about it that's the most interesting thing to me is that it's the only place I've seen in the country where everything is in one place. I mean, instead of having to go to hundreds or thousands of websites, it's in one spot, and it's localized to your community. And that just doesn't exist anywhere. And uh, it should. In fact, I, 
I once told one of the generals at, the, at DOD that we, you know, Trilogy and the Network of Care, shouldn't be doing this. I mean, this already should exist. It already should be a service automatically given to every every soldier, every veteran, every member, every family member, automatically. We should we should have been for years making this kind of information easy to access instead of hard to access. And so, uh, I I think you know we're we're doing this work and we shouldn't be doing it. It should already be done. But uh, the fact that it hasn't uh, is. A reflection of where we started this conversation about an hour ago is it's, it's a reflection of how fragmented things are. No one has had a single responsibility to do this on behalf of all the information that a person needs locally. And so, uh, so we fit that little niche and, uh, and enlightened states and, uh, and counties that realize that, uh, have acquired it. And, and again, uh, I'm just very proud of Maryland in terms of all that they've done, and they're going to be the, uh, they're going to unveil the new one uh, pretty soon, just a couple months. All right. Well, again, we only have a couple minutes left. It was a pleasure having you on the show, Bruce, and and I hope to have you back when uh, everything starts happening and getting getting word out. Just let us know, and we'll help you get that word out, Okay. Well, so. thank you, Gary. You, you guys do such a good job. I, it's just a terrific program, and I just hope you all the success. And Bill is my buddy. Uh, without <laughs> Bill, we wouldn't have had this program. And uh, Bill and Bob made this happen in the state of Maryland. And so uh, forever grateful, and uh, you just have a, a great resource there in, in your own state. All right. Well, thank you, Bill. Now, if you yeah. missed any. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website and syndicated on iTunes. You can also hear all the shows uh, right up from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe.